What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Who does that? Vacation Friends 2, rated R, streaming only on Hulu, Friday. Brad is back from vacation. Hey, how was Disneyland? I have never been to Disneyland and then come home and said that was not a fun trip. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's not even like you don't even go to Disneyland. At least I don't. And then come home and be like, that was okay. Yeah, I had a good time. That's always like that was fantastic. In the park for four days. Still didn't do everything, you know, which is which is great. It keeps you coming back for more. Um, man, it was just a blast. I was, uh, I think I sent you some pictures. Did I send you some pictures during the trip? I see. I um, saw a lot on your Instagram. Oh, that's well. right. On IG. Yeah. Yep. 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 So got a lot on there. <clears throat> it, I mean, it was just an absolute blast. They've, you know, I think, um, they've done a good job with, there's a new reservation system. So when you buy tickets, you can't just buy tickets and then show up at the park. You have to buy your tickets and then you have to reserve your days. Oh, wow. Uh, in advance. And they do sell out. Um, you know, they have a, a lot in mount for the season pass holders and just regular folks like us who buy the, um, you know, the park hopper, like the four day park hopper. Um, and I think that that does a pretty decent job of keeping the crowds down. Uh, so does the Genie Plus, which is their new fast pass system, uh, which is great. We used that for a couple of days. Cost extra, of course. Everything costs extra. So, so that's what I was actually yeah. going to get to, which is yeah. you mentioned you never have a bad time when you go, mm-hmm. which I, I 100% agree. Right. But you have to have the mentality that it's going to be expensive. Mm-hmm. It's going to be okay. You've saved up some money for the trip because I think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from when in Disneyland is just, Oh my gosh, it is so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it depends on how you get there too. So we drive now driving from Reno to Anaheim is about nine hours this time. 
my wife uh, did some searching and she said, you know what? We can fly. Southwest has the $49 rates. And so we actually got the $49 oh, wow. per person down there and back, which, you know, we still spent more money than we would have if we w- would have driven, but it allowed us to leave here. We got up at four o'clock in the morning on Tuesday uh, and we were in the park at 10 a.m. that day. So six hours later, we're in the park for our first day. And they didn't close until 11 o'clock that night. So we had, you know, more than 12 hours in the park on the first day. We were tired, went back to the room, took like an hour nap, got up, finished out the night. Um, So, yeah, and there's little tweaks. You know, we we spend a little bit on the hotel this time. We stayed on property, which we have never done before. That was a first for us. And we Mm -hmm. thought, we got to do it. We're going to do it one time in our lives. It was absolutely fantastic to stay on property because we stayed in the one hotel, the Grand Californian, that attaches to the park. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, we got up. You go down the elevator, you turn the corner, and there's security to go into the park. Boom, boom, boom. And you're in the park, and you're walking around within like a minute of leaving your hotel room. So There you go. Uh, yeah, so it was an experience. I don't know if we'll do that again. Uh, you know, it is pricey. That part is pricey. But you can get the price down. There's a lot of different things, a lot of great hotels around. If you don't mind walking to the park, like a five to ten minute walk, there's mm-hmm. some fantastic hotels you can get for under $100 a night around there. Um I mean, I, you know, I call ourselves experts at this point because we go once a year, sometimes yeah. twice a year. Uh, but it's just a blast. The atmosphere, um, the food, the drinks, the, just, just having a great time and, and, you know, family time, laughing, having fun. It's just, you know, it's hard to beat. We can go hike, hiking and camping and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, there's not as much laughing when you're hiking <laughs> and camping. There's not as much, you know, yelling and screaming and great food that you're eating. Uh, so, yeah, so it, it's really good. Disney does a great job. Uh, people are a little down on them right now because of the the price gouging and everything yeah. else that's happening. But, you know, they're trying to make their money back. They were closed for a year and a half. So I, I get it. We're sticking with it. And uh, we don't we don't take many other big trips. So that's kind of, you know, where we spend our money. Okay. Two questions. And, and yeah. we'll get through. I, I know people are like, oh, this is a Giants podcast. But I haven't <laughs> seen Brad in a while. So t- two questions. One, your daughter's. Mm-hmm. At any point, are they kind of going to be out on the family trip? They're like, ah, oh, do we got to go again? Because I saw the pictures; they are yeah. very much into this, like you and your wife are. And it looks like like uh, it's a it's so special for them. But I kind of wonder, like, at what age are like are you worried about that? Like, they're like in few years where maybe it's not cool to go to Disneyland with mom and dad. I'm not worried about them and Disneyland. That's, I think that's always going to be there. It'll be the other trips. It'll be the ones where it's like, yeah, we're going to the, like, like there's a hot spring place that's about an hour south of us. And you go there and it's got a heated pool and heated hot tubs. And then we play board games and then we go on hikes. That I think as they get older will be kind of a, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. uh, can, can I bring a friend or yeah, yeah, yeah. can I stay home <laughs> or whatever? But Disneyland is, I talked to my wife the other day and when we got back and I said, yeah, maybe in like three or four years, you know, you and I will go back to doing the solo trips because her, yeah. her and I, I mean, that was our honeymoon. We went right, to right, right. Um, and, and so we kind of talked about it and she said, they're never going to not want to go to Disneyland. <laughs> if we ever mention that we're going, they're going to be like, we're going to 30, 40 years old, however old they are. So yeah, yeah. No, I don't think that one's ever going to get old. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, last question, and we'll yep. move on. We'll, we'll, we'll hit the intro video, and we'll come back. Um, they've how long has the the Star Wars area been there now? It opened in California at Disneyland Resort. Like what was it? Four months before the pandemic. Yeah. Then the pandemic happened, shut down. And so I think a grand total it's been open is, is maybe a year to like 13, 14 months, maybe. Um, it is still fantastic. Um, you know, we talked about, here's the funny thing. I love Star Wars, you know, yep. maybe huge Star Wars fan. Um, I love the land. I love to hang out in it. It's immersive. The one ride is fantastic. Mm -hmm. There's two rides in, in there. Uh, Rise of the Resistance is the big one. Trying to get on that is a complete... We didn't even get on it this trip. <laughs> the, 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 the line's the like 90 to 120 minutes. Uh, and you can pay 20 bucks a person to get on it you know, with the Fast Pass, but right. we weren't going to do that. Right. That's $80. We've already paid to get in the park. But of that... I have to say, I told my wife too, I said, I, I like it, but nothing's more magical and fantastic to me than walking into Cars Land mm. in, in Disney California Adventure. Because I love cars. I love Pixar. You walk into Cars Land, you feel like you're there. It mm -hmm. is really the coolest experience. Galaxy's Edge is neat. Love it. But Cars Land is really, really cool. <laughs> all right. We'll uh, hit the intro. We'll come back, talk about what we're drinking, and then we'll hit all of the latest in San Francisco Giants land. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll catch up on, on what's been going on. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have built on in. The Giants have won the pennant. All right, so I, I saved this for on the air. And and really, whenever if I ever buy anything alcohol related, it's always for this show. Oh yeah. So I saw at the I always have that in mind too when at I at the grocery store. Crown Royale whiskey and cola. That is so cool. <laughs> they had a Jack Daniels one as well, but yeah. I you know I have Jack regularly. I haven't yeah, had Crown yeah. in, in a long, long time. Crown is, like, Crown's a Canadian whiskey, right? I think so, is yeah. It? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So uh so I'm gonna bust this open. The only thing I don't like is it's regular cola, so it's not diet. Yeah, it's I'll, sugary. It, it'll it'll be sugary. Yeah. Uh but I wanna I wanted to open it on air to see if you can I hear guess. the Ooh. Oh, <laughs> there we go. It sounds drinkable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So since we were gone, spring training happened yeah. and the Giants have uh, started very slowly. How much do you put anything into spring training records and and how players? I, I just remember when I was growing up, uh, I think it was either the 84 or the 85 team. They were both really bad. Mm -hmm. one of those teams was like number one in spring training record. And then they went on to lose like 90 games. Yeah. And I, that's always stuck with me. So I don't know how much we should really, how much that stuff counts, but what do you think about spring training and records and how players play? Well, the, and the first time I paid attention, speaking of that first time I really paid attention to like spring records and, and what was happening. 
87. I think I remember the Giants went like 21 and 10. And I was like, this is going to be a great team. I'm 14. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't understand the correlation between spring records and, and Major League Baseball uh, regular season and how it all worked. I don't put too much into it, especially – this spring training because this is an abbreviated spring training i don't even think we saw brandon crawford until like what the fifth or sixth game into spring training yeah um jock peterson uh well let's look at the stats here because jock peterson has something like you know six at bats or some crazy number i i don't yeah i can't even find it i mean i'm, I'm uh, so i'm gonna sort by at bats i gotta get rid of that's the whole thing the the mlb sorting was there's this is like alphabetical order or yeah i do yeah <laughs> it's throwing me off here i don't do alphabet <laughs> your your, fa- your favorite player in in the spring yeah is tied for the lead with two home runs you know who that is? Uh, Archimedes Gamboa. Archimedes Gamboa has <laughs> two jacks in the spring. Two those jacks his, and two ribs. Those are his <laughs> only two hits, though. Two for 13. Yeah, two for 13. Two home runs, two ribs, and six strikeouts and 13 at-bats. <laughs> uh, OPS of 769 with an on-base percentage of 154. So, that, I mean, you, you look at spring numbers, and they're going to be the funniest numbers you've probably ever seen. But, yeah, so Jock Peterson has eight at-bats. Uh, Brandon Crawford has seven. Um, so I mean, Jock, it, it, Jock, has, Jock has eight at-bats, Yeah, six whiffs, Oof. one jack. Yikes. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you're, you're looking at Ricardo Genovese. Oh no, yeah, 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 yeah! You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. guy right above him. <laughs> <laughs> well, they both have a they both have they're, a they're gleaming one yeah. twenty five <laughs> average. So that's probably why you mix them up. Good lord! Yeah, look at. I mean, I, I don't, I don't put much into this. Yeah, yeah pretty much what you got to look at in spring training is: um, do guys have good swings? You're not going to have results so much, uh, but do guys have good swings on the ball? Um, you know, pitchers in the first or second inning of the starters? Do they have, you know, good breaking stuff? Do they have command of their fastball? Um, When you look at that and you get into a game situation and then you're in front of 40,000 fans, things are a little bit different. Pressure, uh, you know, ticks up a little bit, especially with the Giants are going to be playing, what, like 13 uh, straight days to open the season because of the the games that they're trying to smash in there. I'll Uh, be at game four. Yeah, yeah that, you'll be at game four. That's going to be fun. Monday night, and it's probably going to be cold. Yeah, so we'll record, what, the Tuesday night? Yeah. We'll talk about that game. That'll be pretty awesome. I don't know. You might have some pretty good weather. I mean, Hopefully. global warming is upon us, so it may be like 80 degrees at night. Who knows? All right, what is your take? And we're going to break down the roster. Uh, mm-hmm. Baggerly did a great job of trying to make some sense out of who could make the the 28-man. And so we're, we'll look at his uh, his notes there, his his article, and then we'll kind of give our thoughts. But the the person who leads the team in hits right now, he is six for thirteen. Alex Blandino trying to make the club. Yeah, so Blandino and Tyro Estrada together, and Tyro Estrada hurt his knee today. Uh, was taken out of the game. But they said x-rays and everything looked good. Uh, and Estrada like got hurt too? Wow. Yeah. Well, no, my bad. I was thinking, um, who am I thinking of? You, you're you're thinking of uh, Lamont. You're thinking I'm of thinking of night. Lamont Wade. Lamont Wade hurt his knee. X-rays were good. Tyro Estrada got hit by a pitch That's today. That's what it was. 
second time in two days getting hit by a pitch. And he was fine too. So I mean, th- this is why I, like you and I and, and, and hot take Bry were talking uh, the other day on, <laughs> on, uh, uh, over text and, you know, I had gotten home and, uh, Friday night. And so Saturday I had the game on, um, and there was the one dude, Hunter Green, who was throwing oh. like 103 for the Reds. And I'm th- like, this is why I hate spring training, because you got a guy throwing 103, still warming up his arms, still getting control in the spring. And he's throwing 103 yeah. at our guys. That I think that's when you say, all right, I'm starting all of the minor <laughs> league players in this game against Hunter Green. When he comes out, we're going to start bringing in the second shift. Um yeah. I think Hunter Green's going to be really good. I think he's yeah, I think he's going to be very good. But yeah, so so Tyro Estrada and um and uh uh Blandino. Blandino I think are going to push out Dubon. I, I think I mean we we may have seen. And I keep you know, I'm I'm really worried about it cuz I love Dubon. Yeah. I love his attitude. I think he's a great dude. Uh, I feel bad for him. You gave him a he, nickname that he probably doesn't even realize that he no, has. No, I don't. He probably doesn't even know it. Doobie, <laughs> Doobie Dubon. But he, yeah, so poor guy. <laughs> I don't know. El, el, el Skeleton. There you go. Yeah, so I don't I don't know if Dubon's going to be with us a whole lot longer. What's he doing in the spring? I mean, he's he's, you know, starting to turn it up a little bit. He got a couple of hits the last couple of days. Um. It's got 11 ABs, hitting 182, three strikeouts in those 11 at-bats, a home run, two ribs, um, OPS 705. I, I don't know. I mean, the, the infield is jam-packed. The outfield is jam-packed. We'll we'll go over that whole thing. But, man, that's I'd hate to see him go because, you know, he was a big trade piece. The, the Giants traded uh, Drew Pomeranz to um, – um, Milwaukee. Milwaukee, and then they got Will Smith and Dubon in that trade, right? I thought maybe it was Will Smith to the Brewers, wasn't it? Let me see. Yeah. Mauricio. All the years blend together now. Dubon, how did he get <laughs> traded to the Giants? So he was drafted by the Red Sox. Um. Why doesn't it have his trade thing right at the top here? Yeah, it should have on. Let's see. Sometimes on, you know, if you go to Spot Track, they'll have transactions. Here we go. Yeah, they'll have the history of the transactions on. So he was traded. No, you're right. You're you're right. He was traded to the Brewers for uh, Ray Black and Drew Pomeranz. Okay, so it was Pomeranz. So I, I thought for some reason Will Smith came over in that one, but I, I Will Smith might have been a, he was a he was a pickup also, and I don't. The Giants played traded Will Smith to the Braves, I think. I think I got right, but they got right. him in a trade, I think, also from the Brewers. I think right. they made a couple of deals with the Brewers that year. Um, don't don't say Will Smith too loud. You say it three times, he's oh. gonna come over and slap you. You know we're we're so <laughs> off on this. He he left in free agency for for the Braves. That's what oh, that's right. That's right. They were going to because that was the weird 2020 year where they thought that the Giants were going to trade him by the trade deadline, and it was a weird trade deadline where not a lot of movement happened, and the Giants ended up basically just losing Will Smith for nothing. They got they they got him. Um, they got him from the Brewers for. The great 
Phil Bickford. That's right. Philly Bickford. And Andrew Susak. Yeah. So that's right. So the Giants did, I think they made a couple of deals with the Brewers that year. Uh, and then I remember thinking afterwards, I'm like, why don't you just do like one gigantic package deal? Because um, maybe we could have gotten a little bit more because we're saying here's Will Smith and Drew Pomeranz. Yeah. Um, Bickford was... actually pitched fairly well for the Dodgers last year too. So yeah. Yeah. Glad to see he wasn't just a total flame out being that he was a pretty high pick for the Giants. Yeah, for sure. All right. So now that uh, we screwed up all kinds of <laughs> historical transactions. Well, we got him right. We got him right. <laughs> <laughs> let's, talk about, let's talk about uh, one, 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 80% right. Yeah. One, one quick thing I want to mention. <laughs> There's a, a, a four. I think, I think he was, a, he's a former writer for uh, McCovey Chronicles. His name is uh, Roger Munter, and he has a, you know, the, the big thing right now is Substack is, uh, you know, these guys have basically self-published through Substack. And so Roger, he has a Substack called uh, They Are Giants, and he really focuses about, uh, or There Are Giants, sorry. It really focuses on, uh, on minor league prospects. Uh, and so... I subscribe because, you know, you and I are following a few prospects this year and we're going to kind of do, you know, updates every once in a while on them. And, you know, the way to do that for me is to follow somebody who follows the, the minor leagues very closely. So Roger Munter's been doing these profiles on the top, the top 50 prospects. He just did one on a uh, Jairo Palmeiras, which was really good. He did. I, I read the one on Joey Bart, a few, um, it was a few days ago, maybe sometime last week. That was really good. And so I want to bring him on. I talked to him a little bit. He's got one possible uh, schedule snafu, which is I think there's like a, something going on for the media for the Richmond team. And so he says, if that is during the same time that we record, maybe you know, I told him maybe we could switch days or whatever. But uh, I want to talk to him, especially as we get down to this to the beginning of, uh, of Major League Baseball. Also, the minor league teams are starting, and there's Giants have so many good prospects this year that it's going to be a lot of fun to follow. So we're going to bring Roger on hopefully next week. If not next week, then at some point fairly yeah. soon. Yeah. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. 
Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. All right. So let's talk about uh, some of the stuff, some of the moves that they've made recently. If people saw the beginning of the show, I'll show it again. Very, very uh, dapper yeah. young gentleman there that they just uh, traded for. Or, no, did they did they pick him up? <clears throat> they, well, so so the Phillies signed Nick Castellanos, who yes. I wanted. Yes, uh, many other Giants fans wanted him as well. Um, so they signed him. So they had to clear a spot on the forty man to get yes. him on there. So. Mr. Luke Williams was the 40 man drop. So as he was going through waivers, so once what happens is if you drop somebody and they're going through waivers, somebody can claim them and then you can actually make a trade instead of, you know, cause I, I can't remember what, you know, there's so many different transactions in major league baseball nowadays, yes. but it's a one where you can get them, you can DFA them and then another team can trade for them. So instead of outright losing that player, as the Phillies would have, they get a little something back, um, which they got back. Uh, let's see. Somebody had quite a few at-bats for the Giants uh, in spring. Um, and he's not on here, of course. He's not on page one. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Might be on page two. Uh, boo all right. Anyways, bringing the show to a grinding halt. <laughs> Anyways, so the Giants traded one of the minor leaguers um, that they had uh, in their system, a low A guy, and um, so they got Luke Williams. And Luke Williams, uh, and you and I remember this because we played a National League only fantasy baseball league last year. So Will Toffee, by the way, Will Toffee. That's right. And if you remember, I think the first game of the season or second game of the season was where he went uh, uh, ass over tea kettle on a ball that was thrown onto the infield and he flipped over and kind of slid and got stuck uh, within <laughs> in like, you know, what was it? Crouching tiger pose, <laughs> yoga pose or something, but it was pretty bad. Um, so, so uh, if you, you and I remember, because we played that national league yes. only uh, fantasy league last year, I don't where, think we're uh, doing that this year. I haven't even seen an invitation. I don't want to do remember. It was giving you so much anxiety. <laughs> I did not enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't enjoy it because the thing is, if I'm going to be in a fantasy league, I'm going to go all out. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to just, I'm not a set it and forget it lineup type of guy. I am yeah. going to be on that all day. So with national league only it's, I mean, how many times did we have Vossler, Jason yeah. Vossler on our team? Because the giants called him up nine times last year. I think you like, cut him same amount of times that he was called up. And yeah, because <laughs> he, he'd be called up for three games. And I'm like, well, he plays three different positions <laughs> so we can plug him in at one of our <laughs> other spots. Cause we had Dubon also. So Dubon would go down and Vossler would come up. So, uh, but Williams started off. We, I grabbed him uh, when he came up with the Phillies and he was on fire for like the first week that he was up and then kind of cooled down. I think he ended up hitting 244. Um, but a couple notes on him. He played seven positions for the Phillies last year. So this is like Farhan's dream guy. Uh, d didn't play catcher or pitcher, but played every other position um, and hit 744. It had a 744 OPS against lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and which is what the Giants kind of weak spot is going to be this year because the Giants lost, you know, Buster Posey. They lost Chris Bryant. That's two right-handed bats. So you get a guy like Luke Williams who can hit lefties, but that, that's positive. And he's got three minor league options left. 
Um, so again, another Farhan dream. He probably saw this guy get DFA and was like, oh, yeah, he probably ran to Philly and, and like down the freeway and was like, I'm coming for him. <laughs> I know it's like, like when, when, you know, when Philly makes that move, they're like, okay, how many minutes till Zadie gives us a call? <laughs> he should have just, they should have just called Farhan like right off the bat. Maybe they said, did. They, We've got a guy did. who could play seven <laughs> positions and has three minor league options that we need to get rid of. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, I imagine he starts in AAA, right? Just because you might as well, uh, yeah. since he does have that many options and then, uh, then, then, when you need a guy, then he's probably one of the first guys that they call. Yeah, that or I mean, you know, you don't get through spring training unscathed. Yeah, very often. Well, so. as you just said, Estrada gets hurt, Wade gets hurt. Right. So, so the Wade thing, it does sound like it's not that big of a deal. No, Kapler said after the game, he said, you know, did X-rays and they looked at it and and they said that everything looks fine. Okay. So good. you know, spring training, he'll probably be out for three or four days and, and try to make a little comeback or, or, or that might be it for him for the rest of spring training. Yeah. Um, that, that's probably a best. Anyways. What did cap say yesterday? If the season started, I think he said Wade and left. Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Um, I looked at it briefly, but uh, Wade and left Yaz in center and Peterson and right. Yeah. And, and um, it was because, they said, uh, what, what's the record since, since the day, since the season bonds retired, they've had a different oh. starting left fielder for every one of those years. <laughs> since right. then. You got to keep it going. You so. cannot break that streak. Who even started <laughs> in left field last year? Was it Dickerson? Maybe. I know it was Dickerson. Yeah. I think Dickerson was the starter in left field last year. Cause he wasn't the starter in left field a year before that might've been the great Connor Joe. I think it was Connor Joe. Or was Connor Joe nineteen? It, it would. Uh, I would take Connor Joe back. Jeez, that guy's tearing yeah. it up. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's one that Farhan probably looks at and he's like, oh, the one out of a thousand moves that I screwed up. Too cute. <laughs> so yeah. So the oh, and um, by the way, too, the rosters go from twenty six to twenty eight yes. for the first month of the season because of the lockout and everything else going on. So that's going to help. Giants will probably load up on pitching, I would assume. Um, because again, you've got, uh, I mean, let me pull up the schedule here because the schedule is definitely wacky the first month of the season for the Giants. So let's go to April regular season. They start at home against the Marlins. So three at home against the Marlins, three at home against the Padres, day off. Then they go on a brutal first road trip. They go to Cleveland, to New York to face the Mets for four, and then to Washington for the Nationals for three. Then on to Milwaukee for one, and then back home <laughs> to take on the A's for two. So, yeah, that's a that that's gonna be. They're gonna need a lot of pitching. So going from twenty six to twenty eight, Giants are gonna add a couple more pitchers. I don't think. I think there's that rule when you have twenty six. 
wasn't there a rule I think that was put in with this new CBA where it was 13 hitters and 13 pitchers? I don't, I don't think you can, but now with the 28, I don't think there's a rule on that. So they might be able to add just there add like, more there's still stuff coming out from the CBA that we've never heard before. Well, yeah. They I mean, all of a sudden, they still haven't even figured out everything either. No. And all of a sudden they, uh, you know, Oh yeah, we're going to throw the runner back on the ghost runners back. Inning. So I, I, I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah, I feel yeah, like it's going to be told a us, I feel season. like they told us like one of the things they're like, okay, here's how we're going to present it to the public because they hate us. Yeah. They hate all the owners. We're going to say that we conceded the ghost runner and we're going to not have the ghost runner. And then maybe they'll give us a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. And then right before the season starts, we're going to go, Oh, by the way, we have the ghost runner. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's, what That's what it felt like. Oh yeah, for sure. I was playing MLB the show. Um, I think yesterday morning and I hadn't played in a long time. And uh, I got to extra innings, and all of a sudden, I'm pitching, and I got a runner at second. I go, what the? Oh, that's right. I forgot they put it in the show last year. I didn't year. even realize. Yeah, so I'm pitching, and I think I gave up a hit, and I lost the game. And I was like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> wow. Craziness. Yeah. All right, what so, else, uh, what else yeah. is going on with the team? So other moves. We knew this one was coming. Matthew Boyd, who the Giants signed. We talked about him on the last show. He's on the 60-day IL because he's recovering from the elbow surgery. Um, that's, that opens up a roster spot as well. Uh, I think that opened a roster spot for Luke Williams. So when the giants picked up Luke Williams, because when you, when somebody gets DFA from a 40 man, if you trade from him, he's on the 40 man, you have to put him on your 40 man or else use one of his options, you know, put him on the 40 and then drop, but you, he's got to go to the 40 man. Uh, once you trade for him, there, there's no other way about it. Uh, so they had to take Matthew Boyd. And when you put a player on the 60-day IL, they are technically off of the 40-man without having to go through waivers or any of that. Yeah, stuff. and Boyd was they, – they were just waiting to do that. He was He's not coming yeah. back until the summer. So Yeah, that was going to happen. Uh, Jalen Davis, uh, who are all waiting to see in the majors, make a, an impact. Um, you know, he's a big bat. A guy can hit home runs. But every time he's come up, he's only hitting like the 160s, 170s. Yep. Um, he is going to be 28 this July. Uh, an unrestricted free agent, not until 2027, though. I was looking at that yesterday, and and, and I was like, wow. So he, he's, he was optioned. I don't know if this is his last option year or not. Um, so we may see him a little bit more this season. But he's a guy – I mean – with the, with the jammed up outfield that the Giants have, is Jock, Jock Peterson a stopgap until Jalen Davis can finally perform? But he's been hurt. I mean, he had the 2020 pandemic. He had some issues. And then last year, I think he had some leg issues. So he only played in like 40-something games in the minors. He only had six ABs this spring, one yeah. hit, which was a double, and then five strikeouts. Yeah, so he can, he can be – you know, a good piece to the outfield in in the future. And, but, but again, he turns 28 this July. So who knows? Uh, Giants also optioned um, Elliot Ramos and Sean Jelly. Um, we, again, that's more stuff we knew. They are on the 40 man. So that's why they were officially optioned. Uh, so one of their options, I guess, have been used, right? So one of their option years, um, but we expect them probably to be up at some point this season. Uh, everybody else kind of expects them to be up at some point this season because they're on the 40 man. So they can be part of that, um, 
the the Sacramento to San Francisco uh, bypass pipeline pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Patrick Bailey and Ricardo Genovese, uh, they were, uh, reassigned to minor league camp. Those guys aren't on the 40 man. So that's why they just got reassigned to uh minor league camp. But, but again, so those guys won't get any more ABs or anything like that with the major league club, but Ramos and jelly could certainly do that. Cause even though they're optioned, to the minors they are still in camp with the Giants so they could still get some major league you know at bats in spring training and uh Ramos had a, had a fine accounting of himself four for eight two doubles and in the the non uh, in the at bats where he did not get a hit all strikeouts yeah that's 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 the way that's the way the game is played today. You yeah, either, you swing big or you go home. Yeah, what what do they say? You get three outcomes in this game now. You get home run, strikeout, walk. That's yes. what you get. So so your thoughts on that? Speaking of Ramos, yes. Do you think they get kind of ballsy and start him in AAA this year? I think they have to because he's got to be the next in waiting right like if you like because okay so now this is just me kind of thinking out loud Mm -hmm. because of the fact that instead of chasing some of the bigger names as far as the hitters are they're like oh let's go get jock right like he jock jock is great because of what they do but in the whole scheme of you know the top 15 hitters who were available he's near the bottom end because he is so predominantly uh, home run or nothing. Um, I think Ramos has to be ready in case they need to sort of like, you know, break the, the for the fire extinguisher. Like if, right. if some of this stuff doesn't work and, you know, Darren Ruff slow start, you know, these guys that they're counting on for these lefty righty situations and, and they don't, you know, and you know, like we we were kind of joking about the spring stats. Like they were they aren't scoring any runs in spring. <laughs> no, if that kind of bleeds over into the regular season, and all of a sudden, you know, Logan Webb is throwing like eight innings, giving up two runs, and losing two to one, then you may need to just go like, okay, like we need to shake something up, and he would be the guy I think that would come up, and you and you plug him in and go like, we need to figure something out. I don't think I don't know if they have anybody else in the in the immediate farm system to do that. So I feel like he's got to be like the guy who's just like on the cusp break, you know, break glass, you know, just in case. Uh, and that's what I would do. Plus he'll get, you know, he'll get a lot of at bats. It's, it's a, a veteran league, right? Triple is, is a veteran league. Um, he's still a pretty young dude. I, that's what, that's what I would do with him. And, uh, and, and yeah, you know, all those other guys, you know, they're going to be in Eugene and, and possibly Richmond, the really, really young guys. But I think I, I kind of feel like he's advanced beyond that. He's got to be in that pipeline, right? He's got to be ready in case somebody gets hurt. You know, what if, um, uh, you know, what if Ruff gets hurt or, or, or what if uh, one of their other, you know, Longoria gets hurt? Like you need that right handed bat. Boom. He's got to be up. Well, and that brings me to this question, though, is is. Is Jalen Davis the first guy that they look at because he's had those major league at bats before? Do, would that be kind of Jalen Davis's 
last hurrah at that point. Even though he's under control, remember he's under control through 2026. Yeah, that's an he's he's an interesting one, and that that's what I was kind of looking because I feel like maybe there's a little bit of loss of faith in him. Now, some of this stuff isn't really his fault unless right. you believe injuries are, you know, a product of anything other than bad luck. I can't imagine that, you know, that that that's something that they blame him for. But at the end of the day, you know, it's it's all about production. He hasn't done it yet. I, I would love to see him get a get a real shot, but you know, they they it doesn't seem like they have much faith in him staying healthy at the same time. Yeah, and 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 again, I'd love to see I'd love to see him come up and get a chance. I I just think with this outfield, you you would probably look and you probably go Ramos first, and and then I think at that point, if you needed another outfielder, you would go Jalen Davis. I mean, you know, and McCarthy as uh, an outfielder with the Giants as well, but he's not on the forty man, uh, so you can't really bring him up. You know, there, yeah, there's not a whole lot. I'm looking at the 40 man, the outfielders. The only two outfielders on the 40 man in the minors are Jalen Davis and Elliot Ramos. Yeah, and, and and that's it. So so you're gonna, it's gonna be one of those two guys. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. That that's I mean, again, I'd still love to see. I mean, but that's the thing with Jalen Davis also being controllable through 2026. Uh, with three RBers still coming up and not much major league experience, that that's also a very good trade piece when you look at it. If the Giants are really looking for like, hey, we need another, we need another starting arm, you know, in in the minors with with an option or two, um, that would be a guy. Now remember this year too that the option rule uh, has changed. So we talked about Jason Vossler. He was optioned nine times <laughs> last year, right? Isn't, isn't there like a, uh, is there like a Howard Stern <laughs> nine times or maybe it's Adam no, Carolla. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> nine times. That was from, uh, uh, Ferris Bueller's day off. That yeah. was, uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the principal nine times. Yeah. I've heard uh, radio shows <laughs> use that. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so the new rule under the CBA is, Five times, and I think I think that kind of protects the players too, because it's like w- without having a cap on that, it, it was kind of like you just do whatever the hell you want. I mean, <laughs> you, you could bring a Vossler up, you know, this many, that many, this many, that many, um, and is that detrimental to their development down the line? It could be, probably, because again, you if you never get if you never get that you know, kind of situated feeling in the big leagues and you're just moving up and down, up and down, up and down. Uh, it may not really show the type of player that you are. So having that five times, I think um, we, we may see even more Farhan DFA grabs and waiver yeah, grabs that, that, down the line. So yeah, it might be sure. 2018 all over again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the other guy that you didn't mention, though, who is mm. on the 40 man, who can probably play some outfield, though, is Luke Williams. So he, yeah, he would probably yeah. be on that list as well. Absolutely. And uh, let's see, do they even have him on the 40 man? He is. He's he he's listed as oh, a okay. fielder. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. So Luke Williams. Um, and he's not in the minors yet, so they haven't assigned him to the minors. Um, I guess he showed up at like midnight last night 
I think, uh, in Phoenix. So I don't think he played today, but they'll probably see him in the next day or two. Yeah, it'd but be a guy like to that. see him run out there. I, I, oh, it's super, like, yeah. I, I want like it's one of those guys is like you know. Remember back in the day, if a team was like losing season. All of a sudden, the the fun would be to play him at every position and for one inning. <laughs> yeah, I, like I, Will I, Ferrell. Remember, Will Ferrell did that in, the, <laughs> in spring training. Uh, there was like a little short on that where he played every position in a spring training game, and then another day he played for two different teams. He got <laughs> traded in the middle of the game and then played for the other team. That's good stuff. <laughs> Wait, by by the way, this yeah. is off topic completely, but you mentioned Will Ferrell. I did. Have you been watching that winning time series on the Lakers? No, I have okay. not, but I would like to. There's a crazy story relating to that show. Yeah. Because you know Will Ferrell and Adam McKay were like best buds and best yeah. business partners, right? I read an article about their kind of split. It was amicable, but it was a, it was a split. He wanted a little bit more control over what it is he does by himself. And I don't know how amicable now, it was, maybe. Yeah, but probably not that. It concerned. sounds like what happened. <laughs> Is this winning time show? There's the character of Dr. Jerry Buss, who's the Lakers owner from back in the day, like a playboy, total playboy guy. Oh, yeah. Treated magic like his son. And, you know, magic was turned into a playboy himself, or maybe he already was before he met Dr. <laughs> Buss. But so Will Ferrell was like, I want to play Dr. Buss. They'd already had another actor picked out for Dr. Buss. As they're getting ready to shoot the pilot, that actor falls through. And they have to redo it and have to find a new one. And McKay calls John C. Riley, Farrell's buddy. Oh, man. And he gets the part. They shoot the pilot. John C. Riley tells Will the news. McKay's not the one who told Will. Oh, wow. So Will was very frustrated about his, you know, his, his good friend kind of. Hiding some news from him Ooh. and not giving it to him on the reel. Yeah, what I had read, I had read, I think it was it was in like Vogue magazine. I don't read Vogue magazine, just so you know. Apple but News. Apple News Plus. There you go. I, I, we get all those magazines for free. So I just type in like Will Ferrell every now and then or like Adam Sandler and just kind of see what's new with these guys. Because um, if you're our age, those are our comedy gold guys chris rock also chris rock by the way chris rock one of our favorites that that whole thing made me very sad last night yes you know because i go back with will smith all the way to 1986 yes i don't mean to bust your bubble but girls (laughs) of the world ain't nothing but trouble i had that what was the the tape called rock the house yeah that i Uh i had that tape um uh Chris and, and Chris Rock is uh, yeah. 1991, I think, or 1990 or 1991 is New Jack no. City. He plays Pookie. What well, What was um? Uh, I'm gonna get you, sucker. Oh, was, uh, in, yeah. Okay, that's like eighty. That was even that was like eighty eight yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. So yeah, and that's then, where I first saw him. Yeah, Boomerang. He's in Eddie Murphy's Boomerang, right. where he's got the first the fat boys break up, and now this. <laughs> so we go back with both of these guys so long, and now they're kind of like they're on the top of the celebrity thing. Right. Yeah. And so to see them handle that situation, the way that they did was I, I was heartbroken. I was just sad. I was like, those are my guys, man. Well, Will Smith had finally, right before we went on the air, breaking news, Will Smith apologized to Chris rock on Instagram. 
with a quote. Yeah, I, like, not, I don't. I hope, I, don't he, I hope he also he, called him. Maybe sent some uh, flowers you know, to his house. Maybe take him out to dinner or something some, and say, "Look, expensive champagne." Yeah, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it, it, the whole thing was just kind of a mess, and I, and I, and I felt bad. So I was talking to my wife about it because we didn't we didn't watch the Oscars. Uh, oh, okay. so everything we're watching, everything on Twitter. Oh, we were watching it live. Oh, I had wow! I because I was like, "What is happening here? Was this real? Dang. I don't even." <laughs> I, I've watched the Oscars the last several years too, and this was the first year that I was like, "Ah, let's watch upload on Amazon instead." Yeah. Ooh, um, you gotta tell me about that show because yeah, it's a good. It's, it's pretty. List. It's pretty interesting. Cool. Uh, so then, um, so she's like, "Like what? What happens? Like you know, what, what do they do? Does Chris Rock sue?" I was like, "No, because then he looks like a punk if he sues the guy who slapped yeah. him and he did nothing." Right. And plus, I'm sure they like each other in some way, though. Maybe there's some beef that we don't know. What I told her, I said, here's the move. Rock is a comedian, but he's also an actor. Will Smith does all these crazy big budget movies. He's like, you just put me in the next big budget film. <laughs> and then all the media around that film is how we kind of got back together, you know, made up. Yeah. And then that kind of leads the the marketing for that movie. And then, and then people want to come see it sort of reminded me, I don't know if you know this story, but uh, what is the Al Pacino uh, football movie where he's the head coach? Oh, um, any given Sunday. Any, yes. Any, any, yeah. Yep. So during the filming, LL Cool J and Jamie Foxx, get in a fight. Ooh. And all everything I've seen says that Jamie Foxx was goofing around. LL told him to stop. He did not stop. And LL just beat him up. (laughs) (laughs) And those like Jamie Foxx is a star of the movie, right? Yeah, right. Steaming steaming (laughs) Willie Beeman. But he's the star of the movie. And you don't want to hit him in the face. (laughs) And and LL, you know, who is you know, on the stardom level, because LL's like a pioneering hip hop star, oh, yeah. and he's jacked. And he's big. He's a big <laughs> dude. Uh, he play, I think he plays a running back in that movie. And then, uh, and so then, Jamie did some stand up stuff about that thing, and LL was like, "Okay, dude, like, I beat you up one. You're gonna do this again." So then they they finally made up, and they did like some songs together and stuff. But oh, like nice. that, that's kind of the move, right? It's like, okay, we yeah. got back together. There's the marketing behind the project. So that's what I hope that happens with Will. And Chris, like, Chris, you know, Chris does movies. He's not like he needs yeah. help to get into movies, but it's like he's not, you know, Chris is not doing um, what it, what is the the uh, what is the movie that Will did where it's, he's like the last guy on earth, just like him and his dog. Oh, uh, 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 is it called Last Man on Earth? No, I am. I so right. I forget what yeah. it, whatever it is. Le- I am legend. There you go. I, yeah, he, he's doing. They're doing a sequel, I think, to that yeah. movie. So it's like Rock should just be like. Get me in. This is that. That's all I ask. There, I'll forgive you, and then let's just go. That or you know who uh, who could get them together? Who already has a Netflix deal and could just throw a movie together? Adam Sandler. Yeah, because Adam Sandler does all these movies where he just grabs Chris Rock and and David Spade and Kevin Nealon, and he's like, "Come on, let's do a movie. I've got this deal where I got to get like eight movies out. So come on, let's go." <laughs> Do you know the first time I ever saw Adam Sandler? When's that? Cosby Show. Oh right. He played yeah, Theo's. He's... He played Theo's buddy, and they went to the prom, and he was shorter than his prom date, so he <laughs> stood on the stair, so that when they took the pro- the picture at the house, he was taller than her. 
That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, I probably that. saw that episode, but I didn't, you know, and then later on, I, I never made the connection. Same. <laughs> The Goat, by the way, is the yes. best the best comedy <laughs> album skit maybe oh of God. all time. It's my favorite I can't one. tell you how many times I listened <laughs> to that album. I used to know that one by heart, man. That one and the guy who would wheeze up the stairs. And... We got away from baseball, didn't we? I know. I know. We did. All right. Let's get back to it. Okay. All right. So we have that this. Was it for, that was it for transactions. Okay. Uh, the new rule, yeah, being... Uh, now we're back to the new rule. So five <laughs> options in one season, and that's the new rule. So, uh, yeah, so Farhan's going to have a good time with that. Look at where we were, right where we left There off. we go. Didn't miss, didn't skip a beat. Okay. So uh, Andrew Baggerly was trying to put together – he was forecasting the opening day roster. So here is what he has for locks, and I will count them. His pitching locks, Logan Webb, right. he's the opening day starter. Uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, Logan Webb has 15, something like 15 strikeouts in like nine innings in the spring or something like yeah, that. I think he gave up his first run today. He gave up a two run home run. He's given up five runs in the spring or five runs. Okay. All right. All right. So maybe, maybe you give him all ball today. I don't know. I just like to think he gave up. He's <laughs> <laughs> been pitching so well. Um, okay. Rodon, uh, uh who's going to be number two. Uh, then we got Desclafani. We got Alex Wood, who pitched really well on Saturday. I watched a little bit more mm-hmm. of that game today. Um, yeah, I think he got—he's dealing this spring. He got to his forty because it was forty-five pitches. He got into the fourth <clears> inning and then <throat> and then took him out. And yeah. then we got Alex Cobb as uh, the five starter. Also, Jake McGee, Tyler Rogers, Dominic Leone, Jose Alvarez, Harleen Garcia, and that is. 10 locks for the pitching uh, pitching staff. So he said inside track, Zach Littell, Camilla Duvall. So more than likely they're going to make it. Yeah. The reason why Duvall isn't a lock is because he still has two options left. Yeah. So if you, yeah. In, in Farhan's teams, if you have options left, you're not a lock to make the, the, the opening day roster, but right. you will pitch a lot. If you have multiple options, you will pitch a lot. Yes. All right. So then he has a section called duking it out. And you and I talked a little bit about this guy, Tyler Beatty. Mm. Now you think Beatty makes the team just because he's all out of options. Right. Uh, that, that was your take. My take was, Unless he improves on the things that they value, which is not walking guys and not giving up jacks. <laughs> I think he's on the outs because, uh, I mean, you know, we can look at his, we can look at his numbers here, but Tyler Beatty, uh, in his, uh, let me see how many innings has he tossed so far? Uh, Beatty has thrown three and two thirds innings, seven hits, Six earned runs, two jacks, two walks, one strikeout. So he's got a hefty 14.73 <laughs> ERA and a 2.45 yeah. whip, batting average against 412. Now, it's the smallest sample size. <laughs> and you it's could, the spring. You could it's possibly see, from what I understand, he is, uh, I think he's hit 98 on the gun with his fastball. Yeah. Um. So 
there is value in that if he can prove to them that he's going to be a strike thrower. Uh, so he's in he's in that that area. Sam Long, J- uh, Jacob Junis, who they recently picked up, Curvin, Swervin Curvin Castro, <laughs> Swervin Curvin, the greatest pitcher's <laughs> name ever, Curvin Castro, a favorite of yours, John Brevia, mm-hmm. Sean Jelly. Well, Brebbia cut the beard, though. <laughs> it's now just like a stubble beard instead of the thing that goes down to here. I still like him, but I need him to grow that beard back. Jelly, we already, he's already mm-hmm. been been uh, assigned. Uh, Carlos Martinez, who they also picked up. He's he's also has options. Um, and uh, Raynell Espinal, I, I, that's not a name that I'm super familiar with. Uh, Junis also has a minor league option, so he probably will start in AAA, but he'll be a guy that I think ends up at some point being uh, on the, the main team. So those are the the batters. So if we take, let's say that there's 14 pitchers that make the, the top 28, and let's say that Latell and Duvall make it. So which two out of Beatty, Long, Junis, Castro, Brebia, Jelly, Martinez, and Espinal make the roster? Well, I'm going to get on my bike and I'm going to backpedal because I told you, I told you the whole Beatty thing before I saw the numbers. Yeah. Um, and now, and then after seeing the numbers and then seeing what you pointed out, then seeing the Kapler quote. I'm going to go with Sam Long. Okay. Over Beatty. At this I, th- I think that, I think, yeah. I, I don't know why he wasn't on, um, uh, on Baggerly's, you know, next. So inside track list because he was with the team, uh, a lot last year. Well, you know, it may, maybe he wasn't there because Sam Long is more of a spot starter at yes. this point. He's, yes. he's and they may not need out. him. Yeah, they may not right need him right off the bat. Yeah. Um, he may not make the opening day roster, but he may be there six games into the season. I mean, yeah. that, that's kind of how this works this season. But uh, let me throw out that quote from Kapler uh, regarding Tyler Beatty and, and, uh, slinging Sammy Long. Uh, <laughs> Tyler has more work to do to establish himself as a major league pitcher again, whereas Sam, I think, is really right there. Yes. I, I, that doesn't bode well for BD. I'm sure we're going to see him probably one or two more times in the spring, at least. Uh, I don't know if he's going to start another game. Rodone starts tomorrow's game, so if you're listening to this, that's a Tuesday's game against the Padres. Um so I'll go with I'll go with Sammy Long. I don't again, I don't know about the opening day roster, but he's gonna be there probably within the first week if they yes. need him. By uh, the way, Kurt, first two uh, the, weeks. the the website that has the options, mm-hmm. uh fan graphs. I just looked up fangrafts. Uh, I, sw- okay. I just looked up Swerve and Curvin, and uh, he's got two options left. Two options. Okay. So I'm gonna go with slinging Sammy Long. And let's go, let's see. Do we need Brebbia, right-hander? Uh, could we use another left-hander in the pen? No, we could use him. So I'm going to go with Brebbia and Long. Because that puts us at, what What'd you say, 14? Yes, yeah. that would be 14. Yeah, so 14. So Brebbia and Long. And if they decide to go with 15 pitchers... 
Maybe swerving Curvin. So Martinez um, has a minor league. He, they giant signed him for a minor league deal, mm-hmm. but he's got major league service time. So right. he's considered an article XXB free agent. Whatever the hell that means. That's a, and, and you and I have followed baseball for a long time. I've never when I read that, this article, ever. that was the first time I'd ever seen <laughs> XXB age. Uh, what is it? Free agent? Yeah. XS, XXB article XXB free agent. Never heard of it before. Okay. So it says under the terms of the new collective bargaining agreement, the retention bonuses in those contracts have been replaced by opt outs. Martinez would have one at the end of spring, as well as May 1 and June 1. He hasn't appeared in an exhibition game yet, but if he's healthy and throwing well, the Giants might have to prioritize adding him to the roster. So that is why I think he's going to make the team. And I also think with you, uh, Sam Long, and that I, I think that aces BD out. Now, if if we didn't have this, whatever this XXB thing is... I was actually going to walk back and say that BD makes the team and they give him a shot. But because of that, I do think Martinez makes it. I, I mean, unless the, unless, you know, they could keep long on, uh, you know, keep him in, in Sacramento, just like you said, as the, as the guy who they need just, just to eat some innings and they could have brought BD, but I don't know. I just feel like the manager says that quote, uh, I mean, and he's, it sounds like he's just being super honest uh, for expectations. Maybe to maybe to kick him in the butt a little bit, but it doesn't it doesn't sound like it was like this psychological experiment <laughs> to go. You know what? You know what Tyler Beatty really needs. He really needs uh, some inspiration <laughs> here, and you know, yeah. to to not give up grand slams in spring training. He he needs me to tell him he's crap, and then <laughs> and then he'll <laughs> he'll turn it on. No. Yeah, I. I, I think that was just Cap being honest. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's what we like about Cap. We, you know, know what the thing like- about Beatty is because he has such a great arm, he's going to latch on somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. if oh, they yeah. if they let him go, you know, it would not surprise me to see uh, any any team, you know, any de- halfway decent team who needs an arm and, and they're just like, look, now you're a closer. Like we're just yeah. gonna figure this thing out. You're gonna close. You only have to throw one inning, you know, and let's not worry about all these different pitches. Just come with the fastball and whatever your second best pitch is. Yeah, and and, and in this day and age, you, you said it too. You, you're gonna have to cut ties with guys that are gonna latch on somewhere else and become, I don't know about superstars, but they're gonna become very good players. Good very good players. You're going to, at some point we're going to lose Tyler Beatty. Possibly you're going to lose Dubon. Um, you know, we talked about, we talked about Connor Joe. That's one they would like to have back. Yeah. Yeah, But who's, who's the guy that they've really let go of early. Who's become a good player. I think it's like Adam Duvall and maybe that's it. Or maybe uh, Castillo with the reds, but, yeah. They didn't let him go. They traded him, right? So Yeah, they traded him. So, I mean, these are deals, and those were made, you know, pre-Farhan, so, you know, all that type of stuff. But, um, yeah, I mean, but but then, again, you look at the Giants, and what do they do? They get Lamont Wade. They get Darren Ruff. I mean, they, they, they do things on their own where they just kind of make up for it. So, um, it's going to happen. You're not going to have a 40-man roster and then have to, you know, drop a couple of guys that are going to, 
not everybody you drop is not going to, is just going to disappear into yes. the void. So yes. they're, they're going to latch on somewhere else. And, especially if you're, you know. especially if you're drafting good players, like yeah. if, if you're, if your 40 man is so fat that you can't keep certain guys and they latch up, then that just means that, you know, you're just drafting good players and you have a good, good, uh, good roster. Well, and it gives you insight too on why the giants aren't, Going and saying, Chris Bryant, you want seven years? We'll give you seven <laughs> years. They've got guys in the minors. I mean, the Giants have a great minor league system. You got Ramos, you got Matos. I mean, you've got all these guys who are going to be coming up and 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 being stars for the Giants, and you can't just give them roadblocks in front of them and say, "Well, uh, but we have uh, you know thirty six year old Chris Bryant, you know, yeah. in two thousand twenty seven yeah. or whatever it is." So. Yeah. All right, let's look at the quickly. Let's look at the uh, position players. So, Locks, Joy Bart, Kurt Casale, Brandon Belt, Brandon Crawford, Evan Longoria, Austin Slater, Baby Yaz, Darren Ruff, uh, Late Night Lamont, Jock Peterson, Wilmer Flores. And so that's 11. So, if we have 14 pitchers, we have 14 position players. Inside tracks. Tommy LaStella and Tyro Estrada. And that would be 13. Now, yeah. it's possible uh, LaStella starts the season um, uh, on the DL, right? He could completely. He, he probably will at this point. So if we think well, he starts. And, and Belt might even. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. What, he has I, not I played know. yet. <laughs> no, he has not. Though I would think that. <laughs> If if they feel like he's close, he'll probably DH and maybe not play the field in the beginning. This is true. They really need his bat from the get go. Yes. Um, okay. So let's say Listella. We'll, we'll, I'll give you Listella starting on the D, on the DL. So that would okay. give us twelve, and we need two more out of these two: Dubon, Duggar, Vosler, Blandino, Jason Krizan, who's um, I think he's he's a I guess he's like a middle infielder. Mm-hmm. So we would need two out of those five. They already they already sent down Ramos, so it's not going to be him. So out of those five, who would be your two? Because if it's that five, I feel like Dubon, because he can play the outfield, he definitely has a shot. So yes. So okay. So if if Listella starts on the IL, yes, we're going to see Dubon because you need another infielder. You need another versatility guy. Um, that gives me one more man. And, and Duggar is famously out of options. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many times we can say it. I'm pretty sure he is out of options. Um, so that's a tough one. Cause do they need another outfielder? I mean, you've got Dubon who could play the outfield. Yes. Um, can't play it as well as Duggar. There's no way. No. Um, you got Jock Peterson, who is an outfielder. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of outfielders on this list. J- Jason Vossler still has two options left. Yeah, he's got two. Blandino, non-roster invitee. That means he's not on the 40-man, correct? So they'd have to make room on the 40-man. And they can. I mean, the Giants can make room on the 40-man. They always do. And Krizan, who's 32 years old. Oh man, I'm glad I'm not the GM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 
I mean, Blandino is on fire. Yeah. So I would say ride the hot hand. If he's still on fire at the end of the spring, you go Blandino and Dubon. And I think you got to say goodbye to Duggar at this point. Because again, you got Ramos and you've got um, Jalen Davis. Okay, so if you d- if you go Blandino, then you're mm-hmm. dumping Duggar, and you're basically taking Duggar off the forty man and putting Blandino on the forty. That's man. what you got to do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, otherwise, you could trade Dubon. So you could trade Dubon and then go with Duggar and Blandino. That would be the other option, I, I would say. All right, um, I'm gonna say. Vossler, if Vossler stays, if Vossler, Vossler starts on DL, Dubon and Duggar make the team. If Vossler make a breaks camp and does not go on the on the DL, I think Dubon is uh, adios. Yeah. Um. So you know, it, it's it, it's interesting because you when you look at stuff like this, no, like I don't think we would consider Dubon like this. Oh my gosh, if we have to cut him, it's a giant issue. But there are teams whose rosters aren't as uh, you know, well kept up as the Giants, and they would no. gladly take him. Like there, yeah. there's a spot for Mauricio Dubon in the in Major League Baseball. Oh yeah. I mean look at the Reds roster for <laughs> I mean, you, you know, I know. How about Dubon for Luis Castillo? <laughs> there you go. That's not work. <laughs> what, what if Dubon goes to the Reds and it's uh, him and Solano vying for playing time again? He's like, oh, my God, I just got away from this. And then he gets sent down. <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, all right. So that was a fun. That was a fun little exercise. It, it oh, got yeah. our like our minds back on uh, on the season and on the roster. And uh, yeah, next week we will. We so hope, crossing my fingers that that Roger can come on with us because. Yep. Uh, that guy does his research and, you know, he goes and watches these guys like he's like doing a lot of traveling from what I understand, too. He's just at spring training. So he got to see a lot of guys uh, and we'll talk to him. So, yeah. So, uh, spring, you know, it, we're, we're only a couple weeks away from uh, from the beginning of the season. So, yeah. What coming, is uh, what what is opening day? Again? Is it April 9th for the Giants? Something like that? It is. Let's see. I know our fantasy baseball draft is this Friday. Mm-hmm. I, I always try to line it up like a you know a week or so before the season starts. Uh, Friday, April eighth, the eighth. So exactly one week before. So Friday, April eighth, one thirty-five at home against the Friday Fish. day game. Friday day game. Friday day game. Saturday day game. Sunday day game against the Marlins, and then that mm-hmm. next game is the one I'm going to, which is Padres. Yeah. Six forty five. So that'll be yeah. fun. Well, well, you know what Saturday April 9th is. Not only is it my dad's birthday, <laughs> it is Giants captain's hat day. See, I, I know what the captain's hat <laughs> is going to say. Is it, yeah. is it going to be an actual like, like the hat that Belt was wearing? I hope so, but I think it has instead of the you know the captain's uh, you know the ship logo, the anchor, whatever it is, it's probably gonna have an SF right there. I would I just, hope. I would want a photo. Maybe they can make yeah. this a T-shirt. I want a photo of Belt doing this <laughs> <laughs> on the hat. 
or on a t-shirt or something because <laughs> yeah. he looks like such a goofball i know doing the c with his hands <laughs> <laughs> but it is so funny and it's all it's so him so he came to the spring with uh with that persona still intact which yes. is great we love to see that yeah. <laughs> All right, we will be back next week. And uh, by the time we record next week, the Giants will be playing the A's in the Bay Bridge series Yeah, uh, when we record. So that, that that always reminds me that we are very close to the start of the season when we put the Bay I, Bridge series. I believe my parents are going to one of those games. Nice. I got to talk to my mom again. I think she said the fourth. Yeah, so the Monday 105. Now, those games are going to be in Arizona. Um. They're not in the. Bay. Oh no way! I didn't know. Right, that. right, yeah. So they canceled that this year. They said, you know what? We're just gonna we're down in in Arizona. Let's just keep it there. Let's do our our, our Bay Bridge series down there. So the fourth and fifth are gonna be in Arizona. Um, they're both on KNBR though, they're, and and they are both one hundred and five games. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we'll be back. Maybe maybe you have to get a report from your mom. Like, yeah, I need some pictures. Have her, have her text you and send some pictures. All right. Yeah. For Brad, I'm Double G. We'll see you when we see you. Peace out. Peace. This is Trevor Lane from the LakersNation.com podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you're listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now, they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which in turn will help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the Blue Wire investment round or want to find out more information, go to wefunder.com slash bluewire. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.